given me and, and blessed me with and taking my talents and, and trying to glorify him through through uh, my passions and my talents. Because so. we need Christians whose faith is alive right now. God doesn't ask for anything in return from us. He just wants us to trust him and believe that, you know, he is the Almighty and sent his son Jesus here to die on the cross to forgive us of our sins. I'd rather share a Bible verse on Sunday morning with an audience of 100 than just try to sell products and not make any difference at all to an audience of a million. And then it's like, well, that's settled. Let's go. <laughs> we sit back and we, we develop this envious jealousy inside of us because somebody else is living the life that we want while we sit down and don't do anything about it. Get out. Go enjoy it. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Rice Kelly Podcast. My name is Tyler Pruitt. I am the host and I am the founder of this show. And I just want to thank you for joining me again for another week of the Rice Kelly Podcast. This show literally couldn't exist without you all faithfully listening. So, uh, again, I just I just can't thank you enough for joining me again. As I'm sure you guys have already seen, I am joined today by Joe Goche. Joe is is the founder of Revelation Outdoors, which is an incredible waterfowl hunting men's ministry, and we're going to get into the details of that today. I'm really excited to be able to share this with you because me and Joe, I mean, we go we go deep, we go deep into the, a conversation over the gospel. We get into, of course, his ministry and what he's trying to accomplish with this ministry, as far as being able to reach men on a level that a lot of men can be a little apprehensive to. So. I'm excited to be able to share this episode with you guys today, and I know you guys are going to enjoy it. Before we get to that, though, I want to ask that you guys connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at the handle at Rice Kill Eat. So just like the name of the show, at Rice Kill Eat, you can find me there. Um, on Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash RKE Afield. So that's RKE as in Rice Kill Eat Afield. You can find me there. Be sure to connect with me there and on Instagram. That's where I share a lot of the updates as far as the, the show goes. I'll share some other content, some content from people I've had in the past. And I'll share some of their stuff as well. So be sure to connect with me on those platforms. And I'd love to be able to talk with you. Send me a message if you want to, whatever you want to do. So thank you so much again for those of you guys that have already done that. Go ahead and connect with me there. Also, I want to remind you guys that the Rice Kill Eat podcast is listener supported. Okay, so that's exactly what it sounds like. I mean, it's it's... The show, it only happens because of the faithful listeners. So I just want to encourage you guys to check out how you can support the Rise Kill Eat podcast on either a one-time basis or a monthly basis, whatever you want to do. As far as that goes, you can check out the link that is down in the show notes to help out with that. But yeah, I mean, it's exactly what it, what, uh, what it sounds like. So this show is supported by you, the listener. So thank you so much, those of you guys that continue to support. And I appreciate all that you guys have done. So again, I am excited to be able to share my conversation with Joe Goche today. Now, right out of the gate, we get right down to it. I mean, we get we hit the hit the ground hard and heavy. I love, I of course love all my conversations that I have with all my guests, and you know they all have different elements and everything. But this one was it was very deep, and it was one that was was a very theological discussion, and I'm excited to be able to share that with you guys. But like I said, when I mean, we get get right into it straight from the straight from the get go, so. I'm excited to be able to share that with you guys, but basically we get into, it's kind of a critique of comparing religion, quote unquote religion to 
the actual meaning of having a relationship with Jesus. And it's it's really incredible to hear Joe's perspective on this and how he involves that conversation and involves those elements and aspects into his ministry, Revelation Outdoors. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into my conversation with Joe Goche of Revelation Outdoors. All right, so we'll go ahead and get started here. I'm sitting here with Joe Goche. So you had to teach me a little bit, give me a little uh, lesson there on how to pronounce your last name. So you, you we you got that, that figured out and squared away. <laughs> so, there we go. So Goche. So um, of course, I appreciate you being on the Rice Elite podcast with me. You know, we've been going back and forth there for a while to try to get this scheduled, and I'm glad we were able to get this squared away and i appreciate you being on the show with me yeah well you you've got a you got a great podcast you've had some great guests on so i'm humbled to be uh amongst the uh the guests that you've had on in the past and i'm sure guys you're gonna have on in the future so uh thank you um thank you very much for asking me to come on yeah certainly certainly it was just you know i think i first saw you on instagram and with your platform that you have which of course we're going to get into here in just a second but and, um, you know, just looking into it and looking at your website and everything, I was like, I got to have this guy on because he's got an awesome platform and, you know, just being able to, to use, you know, the resources that you have to further God's kingdom. And of yeah. course, you know, use the experiences that you have. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible well, and, and certainly my pleasure. Oh, uh, that's, that's nice of you to say, man. I, I appreciate it. It's, um, it is proof positive that God can do some amazing things with some pretty raw materials. So... <laughs> I mean, if you that's ever true, doubted it, if, if you ever doubted it, just get to know me for about five minutes and it'll be evident. <laughs> well, you see that a lot in the Bible too. I mean, you see, you know, you know, him take people like Paul who were, you know, literally persecuting the church, going around mm-hmm. door to door, dragging people out of their house mm-hmm. and, you know, doing all kinds of terrible things to them and then turns them into somebody who's going to write half the New Testament. Well, I mean, yeah. it's just incredible what he does. Yeah. You know, when you, it's, it's funny you say that because I, we, I was actually reading through first and second Samuel and that's like the whole story of the first King of Israel and, and Saul and how, you know, the whole transition to David is just this crazy thing. And, you know, it's, it's crazy because God calls David a man after his own heart. And if you want proof that you can be, uh, a believer or a Christian and still be jacked up. Uh, look at David because yeah. all the things that men are not supposed to be, he was. Um, and so it's just, it's a great message, man. Like if, if we're expected to be perfect, to be Christians, um, David is a, a shining example of how that is absolutely not the case. And yeah. I think, I think, that's what turns a lot of guys off uh, to to really establishing that relationship with Christ is that they see what's going on in church. They see religion, right? And we get into my story. I, I'll tell you that religion is the thing that kept me away. It sounds funny, but religion is the thing that kept me away from, from Christianity and from Christ. But they yeah. see that and they see the expectations that um, like – really super hypocritical people put on other people, uh, which is anti first John, like all the way. Um, mm-hmm. But they see that and they're like, I don't I, like, I'm not, I'm, I, I'm not a perfect person. Like, and I, I'll, I'm not going to pretend to be. Um, and 
if that's what it takes, then I, I really don't want any part of it. And that, and that's a shame. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's sad because those same people, uh, that are, you know, casting judgment and pointing fingers. Like I think one of the most, one of the most sad or the saddest verses or the most horrible really verses in scripture, uh, is when Jesus said, you know, on that day, there's going to be so many people that call me Lord, Lord, and I'm going to tell you depart from me. I never knew you. Right. Yeah. And like, he's, he's not talking about lost people. He's talking about people that are in church every day and people that I guess are seemingly doing religion. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's going to say, I I have no idea who you are. Like, so if, (laughs) if the goal to get to heaven is for people to be perfect and to act in a godly way all the time and to, to just have this perfect picture of what like heaven is empty. If that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I think you hit the nail on the head. And I mean, if we were perfect, you know, in, in all actuality, you know, we would have no need for Jesus. Like he would have never had to come because we would have, I mean, we had already had it figured out, but right. we're so screwed up and we're so jacked up that, you know, we needed God to intervene yeah. by bringing himself down in order to fix all of our problems. Our two biggest issues are, like you said, sin and death mm-hmm. and Jesus came to, and he defeated both of them. I mean, he, he did it all in one fell swoop in the, right on. in the 33, 34 years that he was here. You know, he came in and wiped them both out. And just because we, for so long, you know, the human race, they tried, but they failed all the time miserably. And, yeah. you know, God, of course, had to intervene because of that. And I think it's an important distinction that you made is that, you know, religion, religion is this, I guess this kind of, it's a, it's a human thing is what it is. It's, it's, it's a mm-hmm. set of rules and you know, religion is what we were trying to keep in the old Testament is what the, you know, the old Testament Jews were trying to keep. They were trying to keep religion and trying to keep those rules. And, you know, they, it wasn't possible. Like it, it never happened. It never has happened. And Jesus, of course, like we were saying is it's had to intervene on, on our behalf. And, you know, I think it's interesting to kind of think of, you know, Christianity, Christianity as a religion, you know, I guess in a way it could be because like you were saying, you have guys that they are afraid of the rules. They're afraid that, you know, they are mess- too messed up. Yeah. It's like, I'll get my life right. Yeah. And then I'll come yeah. to Jesus. Then yeah. in reality, it's got to be the other way around. Yeah. Like right. I'm, I recognize, you know, how jacked up I am yeah. and that, you know, I can't, I can't, you know, achieve this on my own without, without Christ. Well, there, so there's a, there's a couple of interesting things there. Um, one is the notion that Christ came to establish a new religion, and that is absolutely not the case. Um, mm-hmm. The entirety of Scripture, from Genesis to Revelation, is the story of man's need for a Savior and that God was going to provide that Savior because we can't do it ourselves. Um, you know, Christianity did not start in the book of Acts. It didn't start right. when Christ, uh, with the conception or, or the, uh, the incarnation, uh, it didn't start there. He is the fulfillment of what the prophets had for years been trying to convey to the, that's why all through scripture, like Paul, especially he'll say like, as it's written, as it's written, as yeah. it, he just keeps referring back to old Testament prophets, <clears throat> old Testament scripture, because he's like, Hey, look, you know, for thousands of years, we've been telling you like Messiah's coming, Messiah's coming, Messiah's coming. And then he comes and you miss it. 
yeah. not only do you miss it, you 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 killed him. Uh, actuality jokes on them because he's alive. Um, <laughs> right. But and so the other, but they didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, and so you know, I do a lot of speaking um, at you know wild game dinners and and you know those sorts of things and we'll get into kind of the verticals of uh, or the deliverables of revelation outdoors and kind of what we focus on but the one thing that i i make a distinction early is when i talk about religion i am not talking about church attendance uh i'm not talking about y- you know your act of worship or and when you break down the word worship it's how worthy is your savior that worship is not jumping up and down and falling down and um, right. It's it's your act of showing how worthy your creator and your savior is. But when I talk about religion, I'm not talking about that. I, I came up with a pretty clear definition, and it's it's man's futile attempt at pleasing God through any means other than faith alone in Christ alone. If you have Christ mm-hmm. plus anything else, plus works, plus uh, y- you name it, um you're, you, you may be religious, but you are not redeemed. Right. Um, by saying that, by saying that, yeah, you know, I believe that, uh, Christ died on the cross and yeah, I get all that. I hear that every Easter Sunday, but I still feel like I have to be a good person. Um, well then what you're saying is a couple of things. Number one, that what Jesus did on the cross was not sufficient. He didn't pay for the sin debt. Maybe he bounced the check, right? Right, the right. other thing is that you're saying um, when you say that I'm going to work my, here's the thing. If that were the case, if being a good person, right. And so that opens up a whole nother can of worms. But if I can earn right. my way to heaven by being a good person, what I, then Jesus was very foolish to go to the cross. Mm-hmm. Cause all he had to do was say, okay, uh, you good people, get in line over here. You're going to heaven. You bad people get in line over here. You're going to hell. Um, and so why go to the cross then? Uh, it, it, it it seems like it'd be a very foolish thing to do, but we know he, he's not foolish. Um, the, the bottom line is everyone like the, the one certain thing that's going to happen is you will one day stop breathing and reach room temperature. Like, I think the clinical term is dead. One out of one people die. One so. out of one. <laughs> and so, you know, we, ins- we we have insurance plans for all the things that may happen. But, like, we just kind of let hang out in the wind the, for the one thing that is guaranteed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a lot of reasons for it. Uh, I know I certainly had a lot of reasons for it. Uh, but the one, like, the... The, the, the biggest question that you can answer, um, either as a believer or non-believer, and Jesus, it's, it's accounted for in three of the Gospels, uh, in Matthew 16, 15, and Mark 8, 29, and Luke 9, 20. Basically, mm-hmm. Jesus says, who do you say that I am? Yeah. And that's the most important question that you can answer as a man, woman, child, whatever. Uh, because the way you answer that question determines where you will spend eternity. And it just, it was just a, it was a very real thing for me. Uh, water filing tied that together for me very easily. I'm kind of an analytical person. It's kind of like, okay, if this, then, then what? So 
it, it brought some things like home for me and we can talk about that story if you want, but, um, waterfalling was the thing for me that God used to draw me to him. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. And that's, that's a really good point. We'll definitely get into your story. And, you know, whenever you start like going back to what you're saying a second ago, whenever you start adding things to Christ, I mean, if it's works or if it's, you know, I, I just, like you were saying, I got to be a good, good person, you know, yeah. I got to earn my, I got to earn my way to heaven. Then, I mean, at that point, it's just an open and middle that, that Jesus wasn't enough. Like he wasn't enough to redeem me. He may be enough for you, but he's not enough for me kind of thing. And that's, that's essentially what you're, yeah. what you're saying. And then it comes down to Matthew 16, like you were saying, it's like, who do you say that Jesus is? I, I had an opportunity to do a short little devotional for a, a guy who's got a little uh, YouTube ministry that he does. And that was the, that was the exact verse that I touched on. Hmm. And it was basically the same kind of theme was that the way that you answer this question, is going to determine, you know, what you think about Jesus. And of course, you're, it's going to determine your, your future for yeah. eternal life. I mean, and that's exactly what it is. And of course, Peter responds like, you're the son of God, you're the Messiah. And then Peter is the one that eventually establishes the churches. So I think it's a, pretty incredible well you think about this what did jesus say after that he said upon this truth i will establish my church mm -hmm. like jesus yes. said upon yep. the true statement that you just made uh of me being who i am uh, i will establish jesus that's establishing the church um mm -hmm. and, and here's the thing like you you said um you know he he may be good for you but like he's not good and so if you look at how sin entered the world, it was by Satan saying, God's holding out on you, right? Yeah. Um, he knows that if you eat of this fruit, you will be like a God yourself. And so by saying, no, I'm, I'm going to have, I'm going to kind of pave my own way to heaven or whatever that looks like. Well, then mm -hmm. what you're saying is then you're God. And in, in the, you know, from the beginning of scripture, Satan doesn't really change his method. Um, it's like, no, you, you can know better. There's so many people that are so smart that they just can't serve God or just fathom the thought of Christ. Um, they're so smart, but they're still foolish. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I said this in one of the videos that we did. It's like, there are so many people, um, like no one is too weak to serve God, but there's a lot of people that are way too strong. Yeah. Um, and all, all the method is, is, you know, better, you can be your own God and you determine what's best for you. And it's the same lie from back in Genesis three. So the more things change, 100%. dude, the more they stay the same. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's true. You can't, look at a uh, self-help book that's not, you know, faith-based without yeah. hearing almost the exact same quotes. So yeah. you control your life. You're the one that does it. And, you know, it, and they may put a bright colored cover on the front of it and make you feel good about it, but and make you buy it. But in reality, I mean, it's, it's not the way it is. I mean, Jesus is the only one that's of course going to be the one to, to redeem you. And he, he reconciled us with God because we had a screwed up relationship. We, we fell and we fall, we had fallen short of the glory of God. And he's the only one that can bridge that gap Yeah. in order for us to reach, to reach heaven. And of course, reach God. And, you know, 
we spent the first 16 minutes here going straight gospel. So that was, that was awesome. Man. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, man. That's, that's how you I, the podcast. That's what, when I bring people hunting, like, especially in the woods, man, you know, we'll slip in there at four o'clock in the morning. It's dark. They don't know where they're going. And the bottom line is like, you go hunting with me, bro. You're going to get the gospel and you don't, <laughs> you, you don't have a choice. You have to hear it because you don't know where the truck is. And I do. <laughs> so yeah, you're going to get it one way or the other. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> so where is, uh, of course your, your outdoor journey, you know, your whole, I guess your whole testimony, where does that kind of start with you? I know everybody's got a different yeah. story. So how does that kind of look for you? Yeah. So, you know, I live in Louisiana, South Louisiana. Um, grew, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I grew up in a, I, I kind of, a joke when I, I say this, you know, I say we were CEOs Christmas and Easter only, uh, because that's kind of when we went was Christmas and Easter, like most religious people. Um, you know, we, mm -hmm. every now and again, we'd go someplace else. Uh, one side of my family is Roman Catholic. The other side of my family was Methodist. And so one side I would hear all the things that you had to do and not do, uh, and keep doing and yeah. stop doing forever to, maybe go to heaven and the other side is just like just be a a good person and do random acts of kindness and uh and you know be a, a good person um and that's I, I kind of i kind of lived that way i i knew um i knew about god but nobody had the gospel or the good news of what god really accomplished uh mm -hmm. on the cross um and so one, you know, one side was, was probation, right? You, you can, as long as you're doing good today, you're in good shape, but you can slip up tomorrow and, you know, the thing starts all over again. Um, right. so human achievement crowd is, is probation. But when you rely on the, the, you know, divine accomplishment, the finished work, that's salvation. And so probation or salvation. So, um, you know, I'm, I was, uh, I always loved being kind of outdoors. Uh, I got started duck hunting at kind of a, kind of later in my life. Um, but like through college and my military service with the Navy came back and married my wife. My wife was saved before me, uh, but relatively, I would say immature in her walk because she was kind of coming out of that um, the false religion of Roman Catholicism. Um, yeah. And you know, it's just, it, it's a, it's a dirty backstory. Um, not as, you know, not filled with, I don't have the, the testimony like, uh, like a lot of other people do that, you know, they were faced down in a ditch from a drug binge or something like that. But the bottom right. line is we were still heading to the same Christless eternity. Right. Uh, because I couldn't answer that question that you talked about. Um, and that is, who do you say I am? So, um, discovered duck hunting, like when I was at LSU, went with some fraternity brothers and just, man, just, it was like, it was worse than any drug you can buy on the street and like 15 times more expensive. Um, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> dude, it's, it's like, when I look back at all the, you just, I don't even want to consider or think about the money that I've, you know, spent, but, um, and so I would go and there was a connection like when 
when you're sitting in the marsh or if you're standing in flooded timber and you are watching the world wake up, I mean, you can hear and feel the the voice. I mean, Romans one twenty just confirms everything. Like you can clearly discern the divine nature of God when you consider the things that he's made. Right. Um, yes. I couldn't put my finger on it, but, um, so, you know, I've got three daughters, uh, at this time. So back, I guess it was, uh, October ish of, uh, 2010. Um, about that time, you know, it getting ready for duck season and watching football. And, uh, you know, my wife would go to Bible study, a truly, biblical, like verse by verse study of God's word. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. she would ask me to go. And at this time, uh, through, you know, some events of, you know, I lost a stepbrother and, and things of that, like in a auto accident and things of that sort. And so really just questioning, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? Yeah. Right. I mean, if there's a God, that's a hard question. Well, yeah, it's, but question you know what? Answer. It's really not when you consider that's only ha- through the annals of history. That's only happened once. Yeah, that's true. It's only that's happened true. once. Yeah, good point. Um, mm-hmm. When you really consider man's position with God and we're born spiritually dead because of sin. Um, yeah. There's, there's no two ways to, you, you can't fall on one side of the fence. Like that, that's it. There's no gray area. Um by you say, well, you know, my mama is a good person or this, this guy over here is a good person. Well, by whose standards, not by God's standards. Um, right. you know, scripture says his ways are so much higher than ours. Um, but my wife would go to, to Bible study and she'd ask me to go and I'd say, you know, not only no, like I would make fun of her, dude. Like I, I and you <laughs> yeah. know, at this time, I, I think had, a lot of people in that position, I mean, I think they, they have that same kind of response to it. Well, and especially men, because we are, and this is a whole nother rabbit hole. It's kind of the source of our musters, but we, we are born and raised with the nature of, no, I'm a man. I'm supposed to have everything together all the time. Yeah. Like I'm not supposed to show weaknesses or vulnerabilities or admit when like you just growing up in, in my house, like you didn't do that. Um, mm-hmm. military life, you didn't do that. Just full stop. That didn't happen. So, um, not only would I make fun of her, like I would, I would tell my itty bitty daughters, like, you know, the stuff that your mom's teaching you about Bible, like that's, that's a lie. All right. Your mom's lying mm-hmm. to you. Um, and so, you know, at this time she was going through kind of the Iwana verses with the kids. And my, thankfully, thank God, my kids are too young to really remember that. Um, I'd yeah. like to think that their earliest remembrances or memories of me um, would always be that he just, he loved Jesus with all of his heart. Right. Um, yeah. Hopefully that's what they remember. Um, but I remember um, watching football on a Sunday evening Um and my wife was at the, you know, kitchen table going through the Iwana verses with the, with our daughters. And um, I walked by the table to, to go to the kitchen to get another beer. Because at that time, like one was too many and 12 just wasn't near enough. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I heard her going through Iwana verses with my kids. Um, but this time, 
like I clearly discerned that, Hey, she's doing your job. Um, and you know, like I felt that I really, for the first time felt that God created me to be the spiritual leader of the house, home and family. And he was like, tell him like, you really suck at it. Um, so I agreed to go to one study with her. Um, and I was like fully dude, like I went there like game on I'm defensive. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. but the pastor, the same pastor, we, uh, every Sunday, I never miss if I can, if I can help it. Um, I heard clearly the good news of how I can know, not, not guess, not maybe, not depending on how I was that day. I can know that if I got hit by a bus walking back out to my car, that I was going to spend eternity with Jesus. Um, because for the first time, I heard who Jesus clearly was. Like, wait a minute. Um, this guy, so he's not just a guy, right? Um, the seven signs that John picks out in the Gospel of John are put in there for a reason. Like, he did things that only God could do. Yeah, that was the reason. Um, and I heard that what he is not interested in is your religion. He is not interested in, did you go to church and punch your card this Sunday? He's not interested in, are you a good person? Because we know the answer to that now. Um, right. What he wants is a relationship with you. Now, it took me some time to really understand what that meant. Uh, but, dude, that was a game changer for me. Um, yeah. Because all of a sudden, all the things, all the doubts and questions that I had were answered. And... I had the book in front of me that had all of the answers in it, even though I'd never opened it. I could sit there and tell you how there were so many discrepancies and inaccuracies and things in the, in, in scripture, even though I'd never read the book. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I just knew, yeah. uh, because that's, everybody knows that that doesn't read it. <laughs> um, right. and so I, um, so this was around this, you know, opening the duck season and dude standing next to a big cypress tree, December 11th of 2010, it was about nine 23 in the morning. Um, these, th I, I, re I remember very clearly, like my favorite time in the morning setting up is the decors are set. The work's done. Uh, shooting light is about 30 to 45 minutes away. Uh, and I just get to lean up next to a big tree and drink some coffee and just look up. And I remember looking at the stars. And I'm sure there's a ton of guys that have seen this and thought this, like, how does a God that creates all of this knows where every star is, knows them by name. How does he like, how does he even care that I'm standing here right now? And he wants to have a relationship with me like that blows my mind. Um, and then I read Psalm eight, three and four. And it says, when I consider the works of your fingers, the moon and stars that you've put in place, what is man that you even consider him? And I'm like, okay, there is scripture. <laughs> I, I feel that one. <laughs> there is scripture and duck hunting. And then I've, and then I found Acts 10, 10, 13, rise, Peter, kill and eat. And I'm like, I'm in, I'm in a hundred percent. But I remember later that morning, um, I just leaned up against that same tree and asked God to forgive me and save me. Um, I understand now what you did for me on the cross and it completely just blows my mind. Um, 
that you loved me that much to sacrifice your son. Cause like, dude, I would tell you, I would, um, I would, when I considered the cross and I really, really considered what happened, like you, you hear about the garden of Gethsemane and he's like, he's, he's in anguish. Like he felt the same things that we felt. Um, his sweat fell like drops of blood. And he said, father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me because he knew what was coming. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I consider like what God, what God, the father did, because there's things that he does in scripture, dude, that are just like the whole world with a flood. I just, that blows my mind. But then when I think of the cross, I'm like, he, God does things that like, just would not even, I wouldn't even consider doing, um, like sacrificing one of my kids on a cross. Cause I would think that like one of my daughters on a cross, just okay. Nailed to yeah. a cross and people are, you know, spitting on her and beating her. And she's doing this for, for, you know, people that hate her and with her last yeah. breath, she looks at me and says, dad, why have you abandoned me? And I'm like, that's all right. We're entering a whole new realm now of things to yeah. consider. And so I was saved that day. Um, cause I just, I, I just, I asked God to forgive me. Uh, I accepted what he did on the cross. I, I can answer that question. Uh, when Jesus says, who do people say that I am now I can say you are the son of God, you are the Messiah. Um, and I said, you know, I, I don't know how to do it. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing, but I promise you, I have nothing to give you, but I promise that I will spend the rest of my life honoring and glorifying you to the best of the abilities that you give me. Um, and so I was saved that day. I had my revelation outdoors and that's kind of where the name came from because I'm like, man, if, if, if we all feel those same things, like whether you're a deer hunter or a turkey hunter or a fisherman or a duck hunter, whatever you you feel those things like anybody listening to this knows what I'm talking about. Um, you feel those things. That's what that is. It's God calling out. Do you see how much I love you? Do you see what I've created for you? Um, I'm not asking you to be religious. I'm not asking you to change your life. I'll do that for you. I'm just wanting, I'm just wanting a relationship with you. That's all I want. That's all I want. And so that's, yeah. that's kind of how our, uh, our ministry got, got started, how it was named. And that's, uh, that's the backstory. <laughs> man, that's a, uh, that's incredible. That's, that's truly powerful, man. That was, that was awesome. That's Thank you. great to hear that too. I mean, that was, that was, uh, holding back the tears over here, man. That was, I don't know if I've ever cried <laughs> on the podcast, but holy cow. I was <laughs> but, close. Dude, that was... <laughs> but man, that was awesome. But yeah, this the, I was trying to take some notes here as, as we were kind of going through and just the, mm-hmm. the whole idea of, you know, Jesus wanting to have a relationship with this. It's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's different than I think, you know, kind of how, especially men kind of think of relationships. I mean, I think, yeah. you know, men, they may ha- may think of it like as a superficial thing, like maybe a buddy that we go out and, you know, hunt together, golf together, you know, drink coffee or whatever with. Right. But I mean, Jesus, of course, wants those small things, but he wants something a lot deeper, which goes back to, of course, what we were talking about before the, who do you say I am? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he tells us to, to die to ourselves. Yeah. Like you don't have a buddy that you're hunting with tell you that, you know, like, you know, go ahead and kill, you know, everything that you 
you know, are desiring, go ahead and kill that because I have the answer. You don't have a buddy. I always hopefully you don't have a buddy that's saying that right. when you're out duck hunting or something. But that's what Jesus is. You know, he's expecting that of us. Yeah. I mean, he, but you they, don't. But you, you know, you, crucify yourselves. Yeah. You, What's that? Go ahead. Well, it's funny you say that because one of the things that I even after I was saved, I kind of wrestled with um, some was. Um, okay, I get it. Jesus was God, is God in the flesh, right? Well, mm-hmm. how do I relate to someone like that? I mean, I don't, I mean, he, he's the King, he's the Messiah. Like none, none of my friends are like that. Um, <laughs> right. how, how do I have a relationship with someone like that? Well, if you read the gospels, it is, it's difficult to grasp uh, Jesus as in his humanity was just yeah. like us. And there are so many passages that, that really just shine a light on how Jesus was just like us. You know, I mentioned him in the garden of Gethsemane. I mean, if we were going to be crucified the next morning, uh, what, what do you think, how do you think we would take that? I think too many right. times we see pictures of Jesus in the starch white robes and the, you know, the flowing hair and the like, do you ever think that his feet were dirty? I mean, the dude walked across the desert. Do you, do you not think that he sweat? Do you not think that he needed a bath just like we would? If, I mean, he is, right. he is, uh, scripture says he is like us in every way except without sin. Um, and so I, I started to consider, you know, the more I read about Jesus, uh, like the people he had the biggest beef with were ultra religious people. I mean, yeah, like it or not, he was anti-religion, like it or not, the dude wasn't religious. Right. He was the furthest thing. And so, okay, well, if, if that's true, um, I mean, the guy liked to eat, he, he, he loved being around his friends. He loved, Look at it like this. When you read John, the, the Gospel of John, and it's somewhere towards the back, maybe around chapter 20 or so, when he tells his disciples, like, uh, go to, let's let's uh, let's meet at the Sea of Capernaum, I think it was, um, and I'll meet you there. And so they go there, and they sit, and they sit, and they sit, and they wait. He doesn't show up. So Peter being, I mean, fishermen, what are they going to do? You got a boat, you got a rod and reel or nets and you like, I'm going fishing. And yeah. so they go out they sit there the whole night. They don't catch anything. And scripture says, Jesus walked up the shoreline and he kept, it makes it a point to say he kept his appearance hidden from him, from them. Right. So they can look, they couldn't exactly tell who it was, but he calls out to him. He says, have you guys caught anything? And they said, no, all night we've been here. He, they, he said, well, try the other side of the boat. Try the other side of the boat. And mm-hmm. they do. And then again, the nets are full. And then they realize who it is. And so Jesus is playing a little cat and mouse with him, a, a little hide and seek <laughs> with him, right? Um, he's got a personality. And so what do they do? They drag their fish up on the beach. Um, the disciples count them and it said they had 153 big ones. So just like fishermen, they're going to take their time to sort the big ones from the little ones and see how many big ones. they have, right? <laughs> right. Um, but Jesus doesn't say, Hey, meet me at the synagogue or the temple for a Bible study. No, what he does is he has a cookout on the beach with his boys. And I'm like, 
one hundred percent. That's the kind of that's the kind of guy that I can relate to. He's relational to us through his humanity. Um, it's the reason that we can have a relationship with him. And so when you read books like Beautiful Outlaw by John Eldridge, that focus. Yeah, I actually just wrote that down. That's awesome. <laughs> dude, I'm te- that book made me just absolutely fall in love with him all over again. Because there's, yeah, absolutely. there's so many nuggets in the gospel that just point to his humanity. And like I said, the people that he had the biggest problem with were really religious people. And he could be fierce when he had to be. Um, and I just, he didn't bend on his principles. Uh, he, he, he never, you know, sugarcoated the truth. He always told you what you needed to hear. Uh, not maybe what you wanted to hear. Um, Mm -hmm. but like he's, he's not just this austere fellow that stands, you know, arm's length from everybody speaking in riddles. Um, he was a man just like you and I, uh, fully God, fully man and his deity, but um, it's the reason that we can relate to him. And that's yeah. what we try to do um, through our ministry. Either, either when we have our musters or we speak live or whatever, that's that's what we try to do. I think that's why a lot of guys just, just kind of pull back is because I can't relate to this guy. That's because you don't understand who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. That's that's a great point is that the, the book, Beautiful Outlaw, if people haven't checked that out, I mean, that's a – fantastic book it wasn't until i read that book that i really started to see exactly what you were getting at was that the humanity because i mean i would read the gospel so many times and be like you know jesus is wanting me to you know have this relationship with him but like you said it was like i have no i have nothing in common with him and then like in what context and it just completely changed right yeah so it just completely you know changed the way i i saw my relationship with Jesus. And there's a, also a great show too called the chosen. I don't know yeah. if you've seen that yep. one, but um, it's a, it's an incredible one that shows his humanity. Like it shows him sitting by the campfire praying. It shows him, you know, whittling woodwork and all that kind of thing. It shows his humanity and his complete reliance on God as man, but also as, you know, being, being God himself. Yeah. So it's a, that's, that's a great point that you made. And, you know, I think this is, of course, a great segue to get into what Revelation Outdoors is. So, well, of course, what's the uh, what's the focus and, you know, how did I guess we kind of really got into what motivated you to do that. Yeah. So what exactly is is Revelation Outdoors? So Revelation Outdoors is, you know, I, I kind of dubbed it as a waterfowl ministry because I am a duck hunter at heart through and through. Um but it's, it's a ministry just to show that God can be clearly seen um, through the majesty of his creation. I mean, wherever you are, if you're a hunter, if you're a fisherman, um, there are things uh, in the, that we see that we, we, we are the only ones that see um, that clearly point to a creation that was built and called good for God to fellowship with us through that. I mean, you know, so many times, and, and I, I bet you this has happened to you before, if you're, especially if you're, you know, spending time outdoors with either guys who aren't believers or whatever, they'll, they'll watch the sun come up, watch the world wake up and see now. And, and they'll say, how, how can you look at this and say, what, what do they say? How can you look at this uh, and say that there's no God? Yeah. 
and the truth of the matter is, according to Romans one twenty, you can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, you know, and so that's exactly what one twenty says. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, no one has an excuse, especially us that are up that early and experience creation the way we experience it, to say, uh, I, I I didn't know about him. I, I you know, I, I didn't even conceive that there was a God. Um, scripture mm-hmm. says that we, we're born with the knowledge of, of God. He, he put that in, in us. Um, and so what we try to do is instead of beating people in the head with a Bible, um, telling them Jesus is the way turn or burn, which is exactly what I did when I, when I was saved, I ran home and told everybody they were going to hell. Um, <laughs> but that went well. Don't, don't do that by the way. Um, <laughs> it's what we try to do is just approach people from a very familiar um, context and place and foundation, um, things that we just can't argue about. Um, you, you know, we duck hunters love watching mallards just like tip their wings and pitch in through, through treetops and, and land in the flooded timber. Well, God created them to do that. God created an animal that can sail through the air and land on the water without killing itself unless we kill it first. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, there was no, there's no evolution there. They didn't learn that through trial and error. God created animals right. with feathers that could fly through the air and land where they want to land. Um, you know, there's only one place for that. So what we try to do is just make Christ relational through the common experiences that we all, that we all have. Um, and we, we've got, a, you know, several different ways that we, we try to do that. Um, number one is, is our muster. Uh, so it's a muster is pretty much a, a four day gathering, um, that we actually are now delivering the wild at heart boot camp material at our musters. Oh yeah. Um, awesome. and it's not us doing it. Like it is video sessions from John Eldridge and his team. Um, so we're doing those at just hunting lodges all over the place that usually sit empty uh, in the off season. So we're partnering with, with people that say, Hey, you know, I've got a lodge and there's uh 10 or 15 guys that I know of that either from church or know around that. Yeah, man, we'd like to get together for, you know, four days and, and, uh, really rediscover the masculine heart that, that was given to us by God. Um, so that's our muster. I, I mentioned that we speak live at a, a lot of different places. We've got field pastors now that uh, there's some that are close by to, to someone that if you've got a, a dinner or event or uh, an event at church and um, you want one of us to reach the men of your community that, you know, they may be hunters and they may come to hear a duck hunter speak, um, but maybe you don't see them in church very often. Um, put an event together, put a wild game dinner together and see them come out of the woodwork like you, like you haven't seen before. Um, Rome navigate is, uh, an eight week, uh, Bible study or men's small group study that kind of encompasses our videos into, um, into a, a, a Bible study that that's easy to, uh, easy to lead and easy to follow. So it's an eight week study. You can go on our website and buy it. Um, it's you basically play a video and it's one of our, uh, it's an introduction by me and one of our guys. Uh, you watch the, the hunting video 
And then uh, we have a paper leader's guide that goes with it that just takes takes your group through a study and a discussion as it pertains to the episode that you just saw. So um, it's uh, I, I know from Duck Hunters, like if I say, hey, we're going to watch Duck Hunt movies, I can get a lot of guys over here. If I say, hey, we're going to go through scripture and do a verse by verse study of uh, of Isaiah, um, ain't going to happen. So that's uh-huh. our Navigate series. Rome Identity is just a, a series of testimonial videos, guys that we hunt with all over the place, kind of sharing um, their testimony and their why as to why they hunt. Uh, but it draws the common distinction of even though, you know, these guys are Pakistani or these guys are goose hunters or duck hunters or turkey hunters or whatever, like we all draw our identity from the same place. And then... The last thing is we've got uh, collegiate Revelation Outdoors chapters that are opening. Uh, we've got a couple in Texas, and um, that's just that's guys. And it doesn't have to be a collegiate chapter, but if you've got some guys that you hunt with that are that are interested in uh, in getting together and, and studying and learning more, um, you know, they we actually have Revelation Outdoors chapters that are starting, which is something that I never envision but apparently god did so um <laughs> that's kind of the five-fold deliverables of our ministry and how we really try to um, use the platform of the outdoors to expand on that and just get guys to think it's all we want them to do is think um because if you're intellectually honest and you really stop and think you know you just drop all your defenses um, there's only one way out of this place. Mm-hmm. There's only one way. And I'm following the one guy that walked out of the grave. I don't know about everybody else, but that's, that's what I'm putting my faith in. Definitely. He seemed to have it figured out. So it'd Didn't be wise he? for us to, to follow, follow him behind him. So yeah, man, <laughs> he, he had it down pat. And, and, you know, the way that we fund everything is, is, is really like, you know, the way that we, uh, we kind of keep the lights on and, and keep generating content for our social media is on our website. There's a store where we've got just a ton of t-shirts and, and hats and, and you can, that's where you buy our navigate series and coffee mugs and stuff like that. Um, and then we are a certified 501 C three. So you can donate on our website tax free. Um, and that is, that's how we kind of fund everything that, that we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got, you got bills you got to pay, and that's that's one way you got to do it. So yeah, yeah, I can definitely definitely appreciate that. I'll I'll be sure to put links and stuff um, in the show notes of the this the show. That way, people can they can hyper. I'll end up hyperlinking it so they can go straight to there and check that oh, stuff that's out. Great, but, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, no problem at all. But I wanted to talk to you about like your your team that you have mm-hmm. developed. You mentioned how you have people from all kinds of backgrounds from all over the place. So how did you know? developing that team how did that come about for developing you know the the guys that you have in place for revelation outdoors yeah so um most of the content that you see on our website um is comes from and it's it's video and it's and we work with a bunch of other uh content creators like seth doman who's just my brother from missouri he's just an awesome guy Uh, most of the guys that you or most of the content that you see was created by uh, Brian Dryden, who lives in Baton Rouge. So he's another 
uh, fellow LSU Tiger. Um, and it's funny because like when I, this whole idea of a ministry popped up, right? Like this, I'm like, I'm thinking, all right, there's, there's guys that I can reach using the same platform that God used to reach me. And maybe he's using it to reach them, but maybe they just need to connect some dots. Right. Um, but I knew that I didn't have the skill or talent with, uh, with a camera yet to kind of tell those stories. Um, uh, because if, if you got content, it's kind of marginal, maybe some people see it and want to look at it, maybe they won't, but if it's good, people will spend some time and go, Oh, what's this about? Well, uh, my wife through kind of a friend, through a friend of a friend through Facebook, um, just met this guy that is starting, um, an outdoor videography content production company in Baton Rouge. And she goes, maybe you ought to call him. So, um, I looked on his website and he was obviously a bow hunter cause he had Genesis 27, three, which is like, go out and kill wild <laughs> right. for me, take your, your bow and your arrows and go do something special. Right. Um, that's the archer verse. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, so I called him and what's funny is Brian and I talked for about 10 minutes, um, about kind of my idea for starting or, or God started, but perpetuating this idea of an outdoor ministry and the next two and a half hours about how he had just really rededicated his life to Christ and how he wanted to use um, his skill of capturing just the perfect content, um, the perfect video clip or the, the perfect still image um, to tell a story about Jesus through the outdoors. Like he was thinking the same thing before I called him total God thing. Okay. Um, his father-in-law Lee green is also just, you know, you have those sages, those guys that, you know, are mentors who, um, are just, you know, so well-versed in scripture and just such godly men. Lee green is his father-in-law and he's, he's one of our field pastors and heard about what we were doing. He's like, I, I want to be involved with what you're doing. Um, Neil Watson is a pastor of a church in North Carolina and asked me to come speak. And so I spoke. And, uh, before that, he's like, man, how, how do I get to hunt with you? I'm like, Dude, I don't know, get in the truck. I mean, ain't nothing special about me. Just come on. Um, <laughs> and so after spending a couple of days in the woods, just smacking greenheads, um, I, we decided that, you know, having another field pastor somewhere on the East coast was a, a good thing. Um, to do Matt Robertson, who is the speckle belly goose's worst nightmare lives in Arkansas. Um, and he's one of our appeal field pastors just has a, I tell, I tell people he's ADD about two things, speckle belly geese and Jesus Christ. Like those two <laughs> things just, um, so Matt's been a great, you get a guy like Cable, uh, Caleb Phillips who runs Ruby Ridge retrievers, who, um, just has a gift of scheduling and events and making sure that things go smoothly. And, um, like that's something that, you know, I just, I really needed at that time. And Caleb was like, Hey man, would love to love to be a part of what you're doing. I'm like, well, that's good because I would love for you to be a part of what we're doing. Um, and then Chase Moore actually started our first chapter at Texas A&M, um, and just he navigated that process just perfectly. And so anytime we have guys that are either wanting to start a men's small group or, um, you know, a Revelation Outdoor small group or a collegiate chapter, 
like Chase walks through that whole process with those guys and really disciples them and, and making sure that the gospel that they're perpetuating is the correct, the correct gospel. And just, you know, providing the right aperture and swim lanes for those guys to make sure that, uh, you know, when we're discipling or they're discipling people, um, they're doing it in the right way. And so that's our team. That's, that's the team, the Revelation Outdoors team. But honestly, it would be impossible for us to do what we do without the network of people across the country um, that we hunt with that just say, hey, man, the birds are here. If you want to get some good stuff, come on. And there's just, there's a ton of those guys all across Kansas and Mississippi and uh, Arkansas and Texas and Oklahoma and Missouri and Illinois. And it just, the list goes on and on. I mean, it's only an hour podcast. So, you know, we, we would run several hours early if I just went through every single one of those guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it takes a team to, to produce just about anything. I mean, I know, I mean, based on what you're saying here that there's no way that you could have done, you know, all this by yourself. And if it wasn't for those guys, no. it wasn't for those guys around you, you know, that are surrounding you, then, I mean, I, I it just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be possible. And I think we see that a lot with, you know, going back to our faith again, is that it's important to have guys that are going to keep us in check. And it's going to, it's important to make sure we have guys around us that are going to hold us accountable for, you know, for important things like being good husbands and being good fathers and, uh, you know, keep us, keep our egos in check whenever we're starting to hit, a few more ducks than we usually do. So yeah. <laughs> I think it's important that, that uh, you know, we have those guys around us that are going to be, you know, play an integral part and, in, in making sure that we stay in line and make sure that we are executing the things that God has put right. before us. That's, that's incredible. Well, you know, it's, it's biblical. If you read Psalm one, it said, blessed is the man who walks not, who walks not in the counsel of the wicked stands in the way of sinners or sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and, and in, in, on his law, he meditates day and night. You see that first, n- number one, it said, you're blessed if you don't hang around with the wrong people, mm-hmm. right? Um, not, and you see the general just degradation of, of man when you do that. First, first you're walking, then you're standing, then you're just sitting still. Um, and I think God gives us that verse because he knows how easily um, persuaded or, or, uh, impacted we are by the people that we hang around. Yeah. And so God's like, look, if you don't hang around these kind of people, like you, you won't fall into that way of thinking. You won't fall into that life. Um, you, you're blessed if you hang around with the kind of people that are going to keep you on the, keep you on a straight and narrow path. Um, and it's, Look, I, I'm not saying that you you have to be an altar boy or you know you've got to be the, but just don't hang around people that are going to get you to do stupid things. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Um, yeah, it really is. So I think that's why he gave us that verse because uh, he didn't call us sheep because we're smart. So I'll put it to you that <laughs> way. Yeah, sheep are actually yeah they're they're pretty uh pretty dumb animals. I mean they just kind of follow each other. I mean that's I think it's a great parallel. I mean obviously. Uh, yeah, he uses that reference for a reason. So yeah, I think that's yeah, that's a great point there. And I wanted to uh, kind of touch on those musters that you guys do. You know, okay. what would that that you know typical week, those four days that you guys are meeting together? Uh, mm-hmm. What would that kind of look like for somebody that is like a visitor, somebody who is interested to come in 
and, you know, participate in a muster? I mean, what would the, I guess, itinerary, you know, so to speak, quote unquote, kind of look yeah. like for, for one of those events? Yeah. So basically it's, you arrive, um, half day on Thursday, full day, Friday, full day, Saturday, uh, and a half day on Sun. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Half day on Wednesday, full day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then we're out, um, halfway, you know, halfway through Sunday. So it's, it's four full days. Um, it's easier for me to say what it's not. So I do not call them retreats because number one, that's the last thing that we need. Um, we don't need four days of church services and guys coming in and telling their deepest, darkest secrets to people that they don't know that they just met. Um, so not attractive. Sorry. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's not a retreat also because I think as, as men, we're not built to retreat. Uh, when you read Ephesians, all of the spiritual armor that God gives us, there's nothing on the back. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to turn and run. We're not supposed to retreat. Um, and so basically if, if you've seen, um, if you're familiar with wild at heart, it's their, it's basic, it's their basic series. Uh, there's a video on our website, uh, revelationoutdoors.com that kind of goes through what that experience is. And it's, it's all about, um, if you look at how, if you look at how man was originally created, um, and it, it says we are created in the image of God. Well, what does that look like? So we, we spent some time unpacking that. Um, and if you, you get a good sense of what that looks like, if you watch like little boys play outside, you know, what are they playing? They're, they're not playing banker and real estate agent and salesman. <laughs> right. and, man, they're playing war and battle mm-hmm. and swords and fighting. And that's the, that's the heart that God gave us. That's, that's the original masculine heart. John Eldridge says, you know, we need a battle to fight and a beauty to win. Yes. Uh, a beauty to rescue and a battle to win. Right. So, um, but, but where did that go? Like we, we're still the same person. Uh, but we, as we get older and I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, with, as, as little boys, like we're always told to calm down and sit down and be quiet and stop that. You're going to, you're going to hurt yourself. And, we're just, we're inoculated from the real heart that God gave us, that heart for adventure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you get so many labels put on you, like I'm a dad and I'm a father and I'm a salesman and I'm this and I'm that. And um, you get so many things that are put on you that you scarcely remember who you really are as you were created. Um, and so I think that we need a little bit deeper understanding of our masculine heart and why God made us just, just like that. I mean, what if those deep desires in our hearts are telling us the truth, like revealing to us the lives we were meant to live. Uh, and that's what those four days are all about is regaining the wild masculine heart, uh, that we were created with, um, and, and embracing that, um, the, the people that, that go to these things, I say it's one of the greatest weekends of, of their lives. Um, and it's because the whole notion is built upon um, from Noah or, or from Adam, rather. Um, the descendants of Adam, we were all born flawed. We were all born with sin. And so yep. um, every young man, 
needs some sort of initiation or some sort of validation. Like we have what it takes to be a man, right? The problem is we take that question of, do I have what it takes to all the wrong places? Like my, my dad was not equipped to fully answer that question because his dad wasn't fully equipped to answer that question. And his dad wasn't fully equipped and all the way back to Adam, like there's a question that needs to be answered by men that only God can answer. And God can only answer that question when you spend time in prayer with him, fellowshipping with him. It's the only way that that, that question gets answered. Um, yeah. Any other answer has an agenda tied to it. And that's what the muster is all about. And it's a, it's a video series. It's the guys from wild at heart presenting. It's their content. It's not me trying to present it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, we need to know that men, we need to know that we're powerful. We need to know that we have what it takes. We need to know that, um, that we can, we can handle anything that, that we need to handle through, 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 fellowship with Christ and by allowing God to father us. And that's what that weekend is all about. And so what we do is we go to hunting lodges all over the place uh, and say, Hey, you know, if your place is sitting empty, man, would you, would you mind if, if we, uh, and you, would you mind if, if we used it for a few, and for the most part, guys like, heck yeah, man, I got a bunch of guys that would love to go. And so we take care of all the study materials. We take care of the, um, the food, we, we do charge. I mean, we have to charge something for it to cover our costs, which is typically like 125, 150 bucks for, per person for the it's whole not weekend. Bad at all. Yeah. It's not bad at all. No, no. And, um, you know, guys leave there changed, uh, because they realize that it's not, it's not up to them. They don't have to take that question and, and find answers. There's one place that they can take it and find it. So there's a lot of time built in for reflection and prayer and you know, man, at the end of the night, we'll sit around the fire pit and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe an adult beverage or a cigar and just, and just talk and just mm -hmm. do what men do what men do all the time, rediscovering that masculine soul that we were created with. Yeah. That's awesome. That sounds like a fantastic, Dude, it's awesome. that's, so that's, good. that sounds great. And you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that, uh, that question, do I have what it takes? Cause John Eldridge, he's absolutely my favorite author. I love all of his all of his books, but he he addresses that same question by approaching it from from Jesus's perspective. Like even whenever John the Baptist was baptizing Jesus, the the heavens opened up and said, "This is my son, the one I, I love." And you know, it's basically in that same sense, it's exactly what what's going on there is that God is saying, like, you have what it takes, like you've That's got. Right. <clears throat> you've got it going on like this is you that's right my spirit is in you and you know that's that's exactly what it's going so if jesus needed it then we definitely need it <laughs> so. yeah and that's the, that's the crazy thing is guess what we're the same way we got the same yeah. spirit same god same, it, it's it's crazy but when you strip away all of the religious crap and that's what it is um yeah all of the religious junk that and John says, man, like religion, it actually gives you the appearance of having Christ because, you know, you're in church and you're doing the good deeds and you're working your way and you're, you know, you're, you're not drinking anymore. You're not cursing anymore. You're not. It gives you the appearance of having Christ while it actually inoculates you from experiencing the real thing. Mm -hmm. Because all through scripture, um, 
God tells his people, like, you come to me with these open arms and deep prayers and you, you come, but your hearts are far from me. Like even, even, you know, I'm going through Samuel. He said, you know, man looks on the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. Yeah. And, and, and we lose that in religion. And I just, man, I just think if guys would just stop and just, it's not about you being a sissy. It's not about you being less of a man. It's a matter of fact, it's one of the hardest things you will ever, ever do because before I was saved, I can go and do anything I wanted to do, say anything I wanted to. And there was no, there was no problem with me. I had no problem with it. Right. Um, because any of the criticisms that I got came from the outside. It was people pointing fingers at me and I don't care if people point their finger at me. I didn't then and I don't now, mm -hmm. but now that I'm indwelt with the same spirit, right? Um, Galatians five seventeen is my life verse because it says the spirit is set against the flesh. The flesh is set against the spirit. They're opposed to one another to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. Um, and so now when I do, or I am far from perfect, Tyler, I'm telling you, um, I screw up daily. And when I do, I feel that little twinge inside, right? That's mm -hmm. the spirit. That's the spirit. Um, and it hurts now and it's hard now because I can't lie to myself. Uh, I can fool a lot of people, but I, myself knows me and it knows when I'm doing or saying something that is contrary to what I claim to believe. And I do it all the time. The difference is I know that there is a spirit in there fighting my flesh or the old nature to do and to do and say things that I would have done before. Um, the problem before the spirit was there is there was no salvation. So now when I feel that it's proof positive that I am saved because it is the spirit that's opposed to the flesh and the flesh that's opposed to the spirit. Um, and so I would just say, guys, you know, to guys that think that, you know, you have to be a sissy or, you know, you gotta, you can't have fun or you can't, you know, you gotta live by these rules. You think that you need to be less of a man to be a Christian read Luke nine twenty three, pick up your cross daily and mm -hmm. follow me. And it's the hardest thing you will ever do because once you have decided that Christ is your savior, things will change inside of you. You have to do nothing, but all of a sudden the old ways you'll start to see those in a different light. And the conviction comes from within. And like I said, it's the hardest thing in the world because you can't fool yourself. You can't. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you'll start to see the, the impact of people around you as well. Why you'll, if you're married, you'll start to see the impact in your marriage and your wife will, she'll be probably the first one to notice it whenever those things 100%. change. Yeah. And you know, you know, the verse, uh, the verse she was going through was first Peter three, when it says wives, if your husbands don't obey the word, they may be won by the word when they see your just and pure conduct. Now mm -hmm. I've never seen that in any Awana program. So I think I was catfished. Um, <laughs> she added that one in there <laughs> but if you think about it um and she'll tell you like what god was was saying to her through that verse is you keep doing what you're doing mm -hmm. I, i'll take care of him it's not your job to save him it's not your job to turn him 
I will take care of him. You keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. I, um, I was the persecutor in chief of my family, dude, like just flat out. I'll just tell you. Um, and for God to do what he did to me and is continuing to do both to me and for me, um, it's, it's amazing. So guys that think, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm not religious. That's not for me, man. Just I mean, you're off to a good start then. <laughs> that's right. You're off to a that's good right. start. Yeah. Just, just stop. Um, you're not mm -hmm. fooling anybody. Um, and no one's going to point a finger at you. Uh, but if you want to know the truth, get in touch with us. I'll give you the truth. Um, it's right there in front of you. If you look forward and if you're honest. Absolutely. So where can people, where can they connect with you? Where can they check out revelation outdoors and everything that you're doing as far as your platform goes? Yeah, man. Revelationoutdoors.com is the website. Uh, Rome W I'm sorry, <laughs> spelling, uh, R O W M underscore official on, uh, on the gram. The gram. And then, uh, Facebook, just look up revelation outdoors or revelation outdoors ministry. And, uh, and that's where we are. You can get in touch with my, my phone numbers on there on all those, man. If, if anybody has questions, I'm, here to provide whatever kind of answers I can. Awesome. Awesome. I'll make sure that I put all that information. I'll put a link for the store specifically on there as well. So guys yeah. can check out merchandise and uh, I'll make sure all the Facebook, the Instagram, all the merch and everything is on there. And uh, so you guys can just scroll down there, check that out, click on those links and then it'd be ready to rock for you guys. So Joe, I appreciate you, man. This was uh, an incredible conversation. We may have to come back on. I don't know schedule another one sometime because there's just so much more I'd, I'd love to go into with you and uh I, I don't know maybe i need to extend my my time on these episodes but <laughs> we need to we need to get back together and do us another one so i well, appreciate man, you being on the right skillet podcast that's that's no problem if 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 we're the body of christ i'm definitely the mouth so uh, <laughs> I, I can go as long as you want brother <laughs> that's awesome but i do I appreciate also, you having me on thank you so much yeah definitely definitely i also want to challenge you guys to check out some of their content because that was one thing we were i was wanting to get at was the the photography and the videography because that's what initially got me into checking out revelation outdoors because i was i saw the the level and the the quality of content that you guys are putting out and it was absolutely incredible i mean so be sure to check that stuff out be sure to check out revelation outdoors and joe thank you yeah man thank you guys god bless you all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it right there. I mean, that's that's about as straightforward as it gets. So thank you guys for listening to mine and Joe's conversation today on the Rice Kelly podcast. If you guys got any value from today's episode, I want to encourage you to leave a rating and review on the podcast platform that you're listening on. Of course, ratings and reviews, they, they help out any show, any product or anything like that. So anything that you guys want to share as far as what you are getting from the show, that would be greatly appreciated. You can do that on the podcast platform that you're listening on. Also want to encourage you guys to check out Revelation Outdoors. Joe has an incredible platform. They put out some solid content. I mean, that stuff looks awesome. Some awesome videos. Get on their YouTube page and check out some of the videos they put out. So they've got a whole couple series of videos they put out. Their photos are outstanding, so be sure to follow them on Instagram. And just check out their platform. I mean, it's it's really incredible. And I know that you, if you guys enjoy this show, even just a little bit, I know you guys are going to love uh, what Joe is doing with Revelation Outdoors. So be sure to check him out on his platform. 
again, thank you guys so much for listening to the Rise Killy podcast. Be sure to subscribe. That way you guys don't miss out on any of the future episodes. we got some good ones planned for you guys in the process right now. I'm getting some scheduled, getting some recorded and produced. So thank you guys for your continual support. Be sure to subscribe, and I'll catch you guys next week.